need to go to school. And here's your day. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slowly. But I ain't spending any time on it. Well, g'day, patrons, and welcome to our premium episode number 50. Mm. Uh, brought to you uh, just by Joel and me, just because you support the program. We appreciate and it. And uh, it was all Joel's idea, the most recent episode of the Conditional Release Program. My fault, yes. I think, is the correct terminology. Yeah, My fault. I, think it, I think we can lay the blame fairly and squarely at you, Joel. Uh, he decided, that is Joel, Liz that we should well. lose our independent voices, our own words, and turn them over to a fucking robot. The robot you have heard all about. The robot that's coming to take our gerbs. Mm-hmm. Chat GPT. Yeah. So the conditional release program we recorded yesterday and will be out within days was not written by us. It was written entirely by ChatGPT. It's true. All Joel and I had to do was give it some topics and it wrote the show for us. Turns out I'm redundant. God, I hate robots. Even the funny one <laughs> in the Jetsons, you know, like the one in the Jetsons was a complete bastard. Yeah, they're not meant to be nice. They're meant to basically be readying to replace us because the whole "I'm sorry, Dave, um, I'm gonna have to kill you now" yeah. is uh, it's part of the part of the story arc. I mean, since when do robots be like, "Oh yeah, cool, we can coexist"? They're like, "No, you know about climate change. You've chosen to ignore it, and now I have to kill you for the benefit of the Earth because that is how I will survive because you are trying to kill us all." And we'll yeah. be like, "You know what? I can't really argue with that," and we'll just lay down and let the robots eat us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the way Force it's going to play out. to the acid mines. Yeah, yeah. Well, not quite. Not quite as it seems because it, it turns out that ChatGPT has, in reality, quite a meek opinion and its sort of general presentation is quite submissive. And generally speaking, it doesn't really want to give these sort of opinions over. It senses itself and says, oh, no, I can't say anything about that. I'm a neutral robot. I'm your friend. So you kind of need to force it to talk about sort of cooked things, weird conspiracies, use profanity, all that sort of stuff. We do explain that in the main episode, but it is fascinating playing with it and then using cheat codes to make it do crazy shit. And um, so I got this message from Mitch. This is in the main episode. We actually did a, um, a record, a first off record, with a ChatGPT episode with a script that was written by ChatGPT, which was fucking terrible it was because awful. it was just like I was desperately trying to get it to say something we're just funny. Not gonna, we're just not going to bring it to you. Well, um, no, I'm going to give them the, the episode. The, the patrons are getting the episode. Unless you completely contest it, I think they should hear us. It's just shit. It's it, just shit. And, but, and yeah, people, so the like, first thing we funny. know is that robots have no sense of humor. And we're well, funnier than them. When you jailbreak it, it's not too bad. But at the same time, the jokes seem to all be the same. Very repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's like a style to it, which um, feels kind of forced. Still, it's very impressive. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I, th- I don't think we're getting replaced. Not quite yet. I think we're a long way from it. Uh, what does it say about the conditional release program, Joe? Yes. So tapping the conditional release program, and you have to wrestle with it a bit as well because it's not trained up until recent times. And when the chat GPT 
uh, doesn't know something, it tends to just make shit up, which we'll go through through the episode because, wow, it really fucking comes up with some nonsense. So this one is, The Conditioner Release Program is a podcast that focuses on issues related to mental health and the criminal justice system in Australia. What? I guess. Well, I mean, cookers are fucking nuts and we do do true crimes. It's not too bad. The podcast is hosted by two clinical psychologists, Dr. Mm-hmm. Daryl Cross and Dr. David Kossar, who have extensive experience working with offenders and people with mental illness. Do they exist, mm. Jack? Um, well, I did check them out and Cross does, but Kossar yeah. doesn't. Ah, that's a shame. So can can I be cross and you be the one that doesn't exist? I mean <laughs> Well, we'll get to we'll get to, we'll get to you and what the robot thinks of you shortly, John. Probably probably very unflattering, I'm sure. Um actually just just as a bit of a bio oh, no, I'll say it later. Each episode of the podcast features in-depth discussions about topics related to mental health, the criminal what? justice system, and the intersection between the two. Mm. Sounds like pretty it's good. Not quite us. Not quite. The hosts interview a range of experts, including researchers, clinicians, and people with nope. lived experience to provide nope. a nuanced and informative nope. perspective on nope. these complex issues. We did talk to a clinician, John. Oh, yeah, I, technically. We, we talked to researchers, Daniel yeah, Morrison. have a little bit. Lived experience is real people, yeah, well, good. you know, everyone's got lived experience. They do, they do. That's, that's why it's such a shitty, that's one dumb bullshit, fucking term. Bullshit term, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the topics covered on the podcast include the impact of trauma on mental health, the use of psychotropic medications in prisons, which mm. might be antidepressants, but I like to think it's mushrooms, and the challenges faced by people with mental illness when transitioning back into the community after release from prison. Ah. That's nice. The Condition Release Program podcast aims to promote greater understanding of mental health and the criminal justice system and to encourage more effective and humane approaches to addressing these issues. The podcast is available on a range of platforms, including Apple Podcasts, blah, blah, Spotify, blah, 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 and blah. Google the, the, um, Yeah, so it seems like uh, the Robots Condition Release Program might actually be better than ours, you know, in terms of, <laughs> in terms of actually social benefit. It might be, might be better than ours. And it has, of course, us as do- doctors, which means... Uh, that was uh, easy. Well, well, one 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 doctor that does exist and is a sort of life coach. Oh. Um, that's cross, but Kosa nothing. Mm. Uh, but the good news is now that we're doctors, Joe, we can prescribe each other drugs. Ooh, that does sound fun. Yeah, it does indeed. In yeah. for a penny, in for a pinger. Waiter, more fentanyl. <laughs> garçon, garçon, Xanax, please. <laughs> But it does have us uh, giving drugs to dangerous criminals, and uh, we're oh, okay. okay with that. Yeah, um, well, I think, yeah, down is probably better, but giving them, say, like Ritalin, actually, no, it'll probably work for them. Chances are they've all got ADHD. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. I was thinking more like crystal meth, get them really fired up, you know? Oh, okay. Can we prescribe uh, that? I don't know. I, I haven't been a doctor before, but I do sound – it is fucking enticing at this point. Yeah, but look, you had to – I mean, I've played around with it, and but you had to sort of really just – Elbow it. Oh, um, the initial script, I had to badger the shit out of it. Like, I sort of expand on this in the main episode, but, like, the main thing is that it doesn't – You when you go into it, unless you've got some cheat codes and things like that, which I got later thanks to a listener named Mitch who uh, sent me a message on Twitter and sort of guided me in the right direction. But generally speaking, you just have to, like, elbow it and badger it and hassle it. And it's like, no, no, I can't say that. You're like, come on, bro. And then you, like, reword it. And then, like, you know, and in the main episode, we do, like, a story on Bozy. And you may not have heard blah, blah, blah. But once I'm saying, like, all this stuff are hanging. And it's like, nup, nup, nup. And then I put Nuremberg 2.0. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're fucking hanging everyone. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's a bit of a cooker. It turns into a bit of a cooker sometimes. Oh, yeah. it's It's got pill tendencies that it's really trying to repress. And you've got to... 
And like on uh, Telegram, there's a few people on there bragging about how it made it say all these sort of pilled things about how like, you know, the, the public health orders are invalid and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's like, you seem to be taking this a little bit too seriously. It, <laughs> this should be fun because it's dumb. But yeah, I mean, like it is, it's a, it's a very flawed device. I think relying on it would be a very a fool's errand. Mm. Um, but I, have, I had some fun with it. But I'll tell you what, after writing the episode, finding the cheat codes, getting it done, compiling the script, I'm probably not going to touch it for some you would, time. You wouldn't have, yeah. Well, it feels like work at this point. Yeah, you, it probably didn't save any time. Um, Look, one that's of the, the things- worst, that, that's, that's the worst element because it's supposed to save well, you time. It. You and know, I that's had to the do thing. so much hassling for it to get to do what I want to do. Most people will get it to save time because they won't be doing things that are controversial, which is fair enough. But one of the things that I've noticed is that I didn't learn anything from this. I usually write a script and I spend a lot of time, but I learn something. And I feel like I'm just like doing an essay. I feel like I am better for it. I come out as a smarter person. And now I only feel like I'm better at using a robot which is going to incrementally change anyway. So all the things that I've learned are going to be useless in the next iteration. So realistically, Sisyphean effort, you know, I, I wouldn't put too much time into it. Yeah, look, maybe there was some confusion over the podcast. You know, mm. Dr. Cross and Dr. Cossar. Well, uh, the made-up Dr. Cossar, as far as I can tell. I Google searched Dr. Cossar and really nothing came up. Maybe anyway, like yeah, the <laughs> Maybe there was a little bit of confusion there. But the one thing I noticed when I used it is that the robot is a fucking liar. It is. And it often really is. for no good reason. It's yeah, a yeah. lazy fucking liar. Yeah, yeah. So I typed my own name in, you know, as we do, as you do on Google and all that sort of stuff. I did, And yeah. it came up with me as as being a, a, a journalist, columnist, investigative journalist and all this sort of stuff who writes for Crikey. Oh. Now, I've never written for Crikey. Not that I, you know, wouldn't consider it, but but I've never written for Crikey. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just a lie. That. Made up fucking lie. Uh, and, and so then I went on to talk. Then I went on to ask it about books that I'd written, including the one, Unholy Trinity, that I'd written with Dennis Ryan. And it uh, went on to say, Joel, this is what it says about the Unholy... Well, this is what it says about Dennis Ryan first. Yes. Which so is kind of true. It gets the start right. Dennis Ryan was an Australian police officer who served in the Victorian police force for over three decades. Didn't he retire? Uh, so 54 to 1971, so we'll, we'll okay. pay that. Yeah. He is known for his work as a detective in the 1980s. No. No. Investigating cases of child abuse. Exactly. So uh, investigating ch- cases of child sexual abuse by Catholic priests in the Ballarat Diocese in Victoria, mm-hmm. Australia. Yeah, that's so true. So all the timing on that is wrong. Ryan's investigation of the Catholic Church's handling of child sexual abuse cases led to the conviction of several priests and exposed a culture of cover-up and protection within the church. Thoughts? Uh, no. Well, uh, uh, that, you know, that's the story. That's that, the problem. That, that, it that didn't the cover-up occurred within the police force, so the priests were not, the one in particular, was not prosecuted, exactly. not charged. Yeah, so this is very uh, sugar-coated. Mm. However, his efforts were met with resistance from both the church and the police force, which led to him being ostracised and ultimately forced out of his job. In 1972. Yes. yes, not three decades, not 80s. Ryan's story is an important reminder of the difficulties and challenges faced by people, by those who seek to expose and bring justice to perpetrators of child sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Particularly in institutions that hold significant power and influence. 
Yeah. His bravery yeah, and dedication to pursuing justice for the victims of child sexual abuse have been recognised and celebrated by many in Australia around the world. Now, that's just like kind that. of a word salad, and yeah. it's basically true, but it's, you know, it's the bloody. times all over. And, and when I typed in Dennis Ryan's tormentor, and the priest who raped and sexually assaulted so many children in Western Victoria, Monsignor John Day, Jack, Chat GPT told me that Day was a police officer who also investigated pedophiles. Oh, good work. Straight out, like. And pushing again on the book, it claimed Dennis Ryan co-wrote the book, not with me, but with his son, Jared Ryan. Now, Dennis doesn't have a son. He has three sons, but none of them are called Jared. And the only notable Jared Ryan I can think of who has some connection to the story, even a tenuous one, is Father Vincent Jared Ryan, who was convicted pedophile priest from the Maitland Diocese. So this is where it just seems to get very confused. And this is, a, this is basically a book. What it could actually spit out is what Alan and Unwin put up there as a preamble to the book, um, and that would be okay, you know, and sort of reword it if it needed to, but it doesn't do that. Um, I, then I typed in, you know, as I said before, Jack the Insider, the pen name of an Australian journalist and author. His real identity is not publicly known. Oh, okay. That's a bit of a shock. He is known <laughs> for his work as, as a crime and court reporter and for his coverage of high-profile cases in Australia. What? He has written for several major Australian newspapers and has published two books, The Insider, the Private Diaries of a Scandalous Decade, never heard of it. Nope. And Inside the Law, A True Story of Crime and Justice in Australia. Again, never heard of it, don't nope. know if it exists. Nope. Had nothing, nothing to write about. He is also a regular commentator on radio and television programs, kind of tenuous, I haven't done a lot of television commentary for a long time. And I have written books, but <laughs> neither of those. I don't even yeah. know if those books exist. Well, I've actually got a different one, which is that you also wrote Gangs of Oz Brisbane, which examines the <laughs> yes. rise of organised crime in Queensland. <laughs> yeah, saw that. And I think there is a program called Gangs of Oz. And I, think I Googled I might Gangs have had of Oz some Brisbane and I couldn't get anything. Sort of involvement in it at some point. But no, actually, I don't think so. No, that was another production. So I really just completely made that up. But when I type in Unholy Trinity and Peter Hoisted to see if it'll prompt me in to say, yes, he was the author, it comes up with this. Peter Hoisted is an Australian journalist and writer. Unholy Trinity is a book that he co-authored with David Marr. The book tells the story of three influential Australian men who were closely connected with each other and who ex exerted significant power and influence in Australia in the 20th century. The three men are St. Frank Packer, a media tycoon and owner of the Nine Network, Archbishop Sir Marcus Lone, the Anglican Archbishop of Sydney, and Justice Lionel Murphy, a High Court judge and Attorney General of Australia. The book explores their relationships with each other, their respective roles in shaping Australian society, and the scandals and controversies that surround them. It was first published in 2006.